Welcome everyone to Midwestern Fins. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Matthew Hagler. You can find me on Twitter at Hagler underscore Matt. I'm your other host, Taylor Ballard. You can find me on Twitter at Ballard78 or BallerT78, whatever one. I'm not much of a baller, but some people used to call me that once upon a time. And uh, so everyone that doesn't know, we live in Montana and South Dakota, respectively, which is why we chose the uh, Midwestern Finns. And most people don't even really know much about the Midwest. So, Taylor, why don't you tell them a little bit about what you do? What do I do in the Midwest? Yeah. Well, I do a lot of driving. Um, So, like... When I hear people say, oh, my commute is an hour, it's usually because of traffic. My commute to work is an hour long because I have to drive 50 miles to get to anywhere cool. And the unfortunate thing about driving in the Midwest is we don't have a lot of paved roads. So, like, I actually have to ride a horse and a buggy to get to my car before I can actually drive on a paved road. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part of it. What about you, Hagler? What do you do in the Midwest? Oh, I do the uh, stereotypical stuff, you know, hike and all that and try to survive from bears. They're really a menace. <laughs> do you use a pole to fight the bears? Uh, no, I, I just use that for uh, fitness and for fun. Um, I just used standard practices of bear spray and playing dead and hoping that they don't eat me there. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So I guess uh, another thing to add, uh, obviously you're from Montana, but I'm from South Dakota and I just want to clarify something now. So South Dakota is the better Dakota between North and South. North Dakota doesn't even count as a state. And then South Dakota is divided by the Missouri to East and West River. And East River sucks ass. So I'm from Western South Dakota. And we have, um, we have Mount Rushmore here. Um, okay, that's it. That's all we have. We have Mount Rushmore. But it's still cooler than East River, which has nothing. Yeah, Mount Rushmore is pretty cool. Been there not too long ago. Well, I say that, but it was really like 10 years or so, but still a cool place. Take your wives and kids, people. Learn something. All right. Did you have something um, to say about Guts and Borglum, the original carver? Yeah, I did. Um, I forgot about that. Um, like, it's weird, like, how great all the faces look because they were using, like, dynamite to carve all that out. And this was also, like, years and years ago. So, I mean, it's really a great feat to even have it. Yeah, so those of you that don't know, Mount Rushmore is made out of granite, which is an incredibly hard rock. So it wasn't easy for them to actually sculpt. Um, They were supposed to have busts, full busts, so not only just their head, but they were supposed to have their full chest and everything, kind of like the Hall of Fame. Um, But the rock was too hard and they couldn't do it 
Um, I saw an article yesterday that the last surviving Mount Rushmore carver turned 98 years old yesterday. Oof. Yeah, it really was a long time ago. Yeah. So anyways, people are probably wondering, well, wait, why are people from Montana and South Dakota Dolphins fans? So personally, like, it's pretty straightforward. My dad became a Dolphins fan because of Dan Marino. And uh, so I became a Dolphins fan. Pretty straightforward. What about you, Taylor? Wait, seriously, that's it? Like, yeah. All right. Well, when I was a kid, um, and by kid, I mean like younger than 10, when I didn't really pay attention to football, um, my mom was a 49ers fan, and she was a huge Jerry Rice fan because of it. So she would actually, she actually had a fat head of Jerry Rice in her room. So when I first started paying attention to football, Jerry Rice was the only guy that I knew. Um, but right around that time, he played for the Raiders. So I was actually a Raiders fan until they lost to the Buccaneers. Um, and then I started paying attention to football. And my Uncle Jason, who happened to be a Miami Dolphins fan because of Dan Marino, said, hey, you should like the Dolphins. And I said, okay. And that was it. Nice. Yeah. It's really it's really something like that with us. Because like, our closest teams are like Denver and then Minnesota for you, probably. But... Either way, like, it's pretty unusual to be Dolphins fans in our states, and we only have, like, what, like, 30 people apiece, so. Uh, South Dakota, max population of 27. Mm. Yep, sounds about right. Yeah, I'm actually happy that I dodged the, the Raiders bullet. Yeah, the one Raiders fan in South Dakota is probably really miserable. (laughs) <laughs> all right so uh we with us being fans in the midwest we should probably let them know how we even get to watch the games oh uh, people don't know the, the task at hand nope so yeah go ahead you go first all right so personally like i I'll use Reddit, and they've got the, all those streams or whatever. And but to, in order to like get it up on like my TV or something, I gotta like hook up my stationary bike and just start pedaling. So that way, you know, there's enough power generated in order to in order to get my TV going. So if you ever see a picture of a Midwestern person out of shape. It's it's propaganda. Like we're all we all have six pack abs because because we're all pedaling for our electricity. Pay pay attention, ladies. <laughs> all right. So yeah, so actually, uh, you kind of hit it right on the nail. Um, so I used to try to go to a local sports bar called Mustang Sally's, um, and that would be the only place that had. The Dolphins games on because it was uh, they had direct TV, so I'd have to go down there. But the Dolphins make me cry, so it was kind of hard to actually watch a Dolphins game at a bar. So, yeah, I imagine the the commute with the horse and buggy, you know, probably didn't help it either. 
Yeah, and so if uh, if the horse wasn't smart enough, you would never make it home because you got to rely on them at that point. Yeah. So I too actually have to use Reddit. Uh, I think it's just called NFL Streams, and you can find them right on there. Easy peasy, free. Uh, sometimes they're in Spanish, but who cares? Yeah, actually, I don't know why, but watching it in Spanish adds like a little bit of extra excitement to it. Yeah, because the Dolphins don't know what they're doing, so you shouldn't either. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, all right, so we've kind of gone over, like, how we became fans and how we watched the game. But, so, all time, like, who's your favorite player? Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm going to catch some flack for this, but it, it would be hard for me to say that I have a Miami Dolphin that I like more than Jason Taylor. Um, he was, you know, the most dominant player on the team when I was growing up to watching football. So it was hard for me to, you know, stray away from that. I do not forgive him for going to the Jets, and I hope that that's kind of the standard. But people should also understand why he did it, because Bill Parcells can go fuck himself. And at least he came back one more season, so... I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm also a big fan of Jason Taylor. He uh, he inspired me as a football player in every level that I played at, which was Pee Wee through high school. And uh, it also he also inspires me to do. Uh, to, well, I mean, I kind of just favor the the DNs a little bit, just a little bit. Um, when I coach football, so that's I, uh, I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, I said, that's good. Yeah. Um, but unlike you, I actually do like, I, I do forgive him for that Jets year. In fact, I just act like it never happened. Like you'd be like Jason Taylor would play for the Jets that one season. I'll just be like, no, he didn't. It's, it's well, a lie. That's, that's cheating though. It is cheating, but, you know, sometimes you just got to do that, in my opinion, for your favorite player. <laughs> Why, when Cam Wake eventually retires, I'm going to say he never played for the Titans. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you guys that saw the Cam Wake po- post that he had on Twitter of him in his Titans uniform, but it hurt deep inside. I genuinely felt my heart cracking, and too. But uh, he does look pretty good. I mean, he makes the Titans uniform look nice. So good. Ah, it's, it's disgusting. But, <laughs> but I still support him. Dang it. Right. Right. So, uh, I mean, Cleo Lemon... He's probably, like, my second favorite Miami Dolphin of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no Cleo Lemon slander is allowed around me. Yep, best quarterback since Marino. (laughs) Maybe even better than Marino. (laughs) Marino didn't have any... Marino didn't... Marino had expectations that were not exceeded occasionally. There was never a time where Cleo Lemon didn't live up to his expectations. 
That's true. He even exceeded him that one game. That's right. Wow. What about uh, uh, what about favorite current Miami Dolphin? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I've been thinking about it, and I'm a, I'm very defensive oriented, and uh, so right now it's a it's a three way tie between Rashad Jones, Xavier Howard, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Rocking the secondary. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's weird because I usually favor the D line, like I said, but Charles Harris. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I still believe in the guy, but he's still got to prove it. I'm hoping with real coaching, you know, that he'll make an impact. But so far, we haven't seen it. It's fair. What do you think about Christian Wilkins? I'm actually really excited for him. Um, I think that. If he lives up to, my, or up to his potential, that he might become my favorite player just because of his personality and everything else like that. Yeah, his personality has already got me sold. <laughs> I mean, the dude is entertaining. Right. Plus, it's so it? much fun to use that gif of him like doing the splits. I might make it a goal of mine to follow as many Jets fans as possible and then just use that gif over and over and over and over again. That's that'd be a fun plan. Needs to be it needs to quickly climb my most used because I mean the Canby train is great, but I think a Wilkins train might be pretty legit too. Right. He gets a sack and then against like Darnold and then everyone just starts posting that in a big train on a Jets fan. Oh that'd be hilarious. That's right. So the only thing about Christian Wilkins, and I'm a, I, I agree that he was the best player available. I feel like um, at that point in the draft, there wasn't anybody the Dolphins should have taken over him. I think that we can all agree on that. The, yeah. only, thing, the only thing that I'm worried about, and this is probably just the inner homer in me, um, is I, I don't feel like, I hope it doesn't take into... Devon's and Vincent's snaps because I feel like both of those guys have the potential to succeed in the NFL too. So if anything, uh, maybe just Wilkins coming on will give him a, re- a breather, and all of all three of them will be su- be able to succeed. Yeah, and I think um, I think if they do it a certain way, then it turn out all right. Like if they go more towards a three-four, I feel like if you had you. Wilkins, Gotcha, and um, Vincent, that they'll like, they'd be the ones on the field there. And uh, I think they could absolutely dominate. They're great players. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for a new defense. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. The only thing that I'm going to require as a Miami Dolphins fan, and I don't really have, you know, like, I'm going to make sure that the coaches know that I have some say on the team. But Minka Fitzpatrick needs to play 100% of the snaps. Yep. Absolutely. It it would be insane otherwise. Honestly, Minka Fitzpatrick and Xavier Howard need to play 100% of the time. Both of them. Abs- 
absolutely. They're just so dominant. In my opinion. Where do you feel Micah Fitzpatrick plays better? Or where do you think he should play? Um, personally, like I like him as a corner, but I also like that he has the range to be a safety. And I feel like we don't have like a real, I think we have two strong safeties, like pretty much everybody else on Dolphins Twitter. And I think that if we had thrown him at free safety, then I think we wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a major liability at all. I think that'd be pretty solid. But then, you know, who else do you play at strong safety at that point? I'm, I'd guess Jones, but who knows? What about Bobby McCain? Didn't he make a small switch to free safety? He might have, he, I mean, he did that in OTAs a little bit, but like, that's just OTAs. I think that's a little bit of the coaches just like messing with everybody because he's a great nickel corner. Yeah. So I guess, uh, to be honest, I feel like my out of the secondary, TJ McDonald needs to sit the most. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they like tried to convert him to a linebacker or if they traded him or Jones, but I, I'd prefer, obviously, not for them to trade Jones. Yeah, it's going to be hard for a team to pick up his contract, so I don't see it happening, but it, it's very, definitely very possible. Right. But I guess I could probably answer the question I asked you about current Miami Dolphin. Um, I was, too, going to lean towards defense because I think Jerome Baker is going to have a phenomenal season. I really do. But... Uh, and it's, and it's hard to not fall in love with Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson. Those two were absolutely exhilarating last year while they were on the field together. So um, I, I'm sure that both of those guys are going to be some favorite, fa- some fan favorites. But for me, uh, I love seeing number 78 being used on the Miami Dolphins again. So Laramie Tunsil. The dude's elite. Like, he's the only, like, great piece on our offensive line. I mean, Kilgore and Davis are solid, but man. Would it be wrong for us, for me to say that Laramie Tunsil is the best player on the offense? I think that'd be tough because Kenyon Drake is such a dynamic player. And yeah. Albert Wilson's dynamic too, but he's not true. Really... That's true. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I definitely think that you could definitely say that Laramie Tunsil is the best player on offense. Yeah, he, uh, he, like you said the other night, he, he manhandled, he absolutely manhandled Khalil Mack. And yeah, he did. There's, you know, little debate that Khalil Mack's a top three player in the NFL. Yep. So, um, in theory... Laramie Tunsil was better than Cleo Mack, so does that make Laramie Tunsil the second best player in the NFL? <laughs> uh, probably so, not, but <laughs> but he's definitely he's definitely one of the best in the league for sure. All right, so we have like with every with um, Tunsil on the O line protecting our quarterback. Who do you think that's going to be? Do you think that's going to be Rosen or is that going to be Fitzpatrick? You know, uh, to be completely honest, 
I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't have any expectations coming into the season, so he's not held to the same standard that Rosen is going to be, not only by fans, but as coaches in general, too. Like, Rosen was traded for a second-round pick we gave up. I get it that it was a phenomenal trade. Like, nothing acquiring Josh Rosen was bad. But Ryan Fitzpatrick was signed on to be the starter in a season where we didn't know if we would be able to get a quarterback, period. So right now, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a is a starter. And I'm going to also say this. If Ryan Fitzpatrick starts, there's no way I'm not going to call him Ryan Fitz Fat Dick all the time. And you should. Like, what a great nickname. Yeah, so Ryan Fitz Fat Dick is going to be the starter until Josh Rosen proves otherwise. And I want it to be him. Like, I want the Hebrew Hammer to start. But right now, Ryan Fitz Fat Dick has the job, and it's his job to lose to Rosen. I don't think Rosen's going to be gifted to him. And the thing about it is if Fitz Fat Dick struggles, nobody's going to say anything because that's what they're going to be expecting. But if Rosen struggles, the world is going to collapse. Yeah, it's going to be Tannehill 2.0 oh, at that point. Oh. I feel like I should talk for 20 more seconds about this. I just want to be clear with all of you. If you followed me on Twitter... You should already know. If you don't follow me on Twitter, then uh, that's your problem. But I have always been, and I will probably always will be, a Tannehill supporter. Like, there is so much more to a team dynamic than trying to blame it on one guy constantly. I get it that quarterbacks get all of the praise all of the time, which means that they should also get all of the hate all of the time. But... There was so many different scenarios that Ryan Tannehill had to go through. It's not his fault. So, fuck you if you disagree. Yep, I've supported him for quite a while. Still do. I hope he does well in Tennessee, but, you know, it it was time anyway. Yeah, so I I guess I should probably close on that, too, about Tannehill. um, I understand that it wasn't the situation that it should have been for him and the team. So, like, I get it. The trade is final. It's done. But there wasn't ever a time where I hated Ryan Tannehill. So I don't get that. Yeah. 100%. All right. Hey, what about you? Rosen or Fitzpatrick? Dick? Oh, man. Oh, I think both will end up playing. I think with Tunsil being, like, the only, like, true – like great offensive lineman that he is going to end up like that Fitzpatrick is going to end up just getting obliterated by somebody. And then they're going to throw Rosen in there, which is good or not good. Sorry. Uh, It'd be a great opportunity for Rosen to step up. And I think he is going to step up. I think he's going to do pretty good and hopefully be successful for years down the road. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that is pretty much the Dolphins' plan. Uh, If Rosen succeeds this season, it frees up a pick next year, especially a top first-round pick. And the way everybody's talking, there's no way that less than five quarterbacks are going to get drafted in 2020. So 
Right. I mean, I, I'm totally okay with the Dolphins not drafting another quarterback in the first round unless they, they absolutely need it. And the whole idea of tanking or being below, you know, sucking ass just to get a top pick is bullshit. I'm all about I'm all, I'm all about the tank train. I think it's going to be so much fun if we do. It's all about perspective, though. You know, if you go into it thinking, you know, they're going to tank, but I'm still going to have fun watching, that's the key right there. You can't just be like, oh, they're going to tank, so I'm going to make it feel miserable for myself. Yeah. You know? So, I guess, uh, oh, man, I already lost my train of thought, so whatever. Oh, yeah. Being a Dolphins fan is easy because we don't have any expectations. That's true. Not. So there's no way that they're going to be disappointed. You just you just assume the Dolphins are going to suck ass, and if they win, it's good. So don't ever assume the Dolphins are going to win games. Yeah, then you can just party on. That's how I succeed in life. Dolphins are talking a lot. Yep. All right, well, I think that wraps this up. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, I, again, am Matt Hagler, uh, at Hagler underscore Matt. And I'm Taylor Ballard. You can find me at Ballard78. I hope you guys all have a wonderful uh, not Midwestern day because I doubt that there's going to be any of the 57 people from South Dakota and Montana listening. <laughs> Probably not. That's right. We don't have any cool accents here, so don't expect us to have an accent. Nope. We're not pretty, at all. We, we actually like know how to talk. It's interesting. Yep. But peace out. Peace.